So are we all awake this morning? Because i got a story to tell you. Being, this is kind of our uh, July 4th service. You noticed the flag in the slides earlier on. Um, I found a story about a church and a, a little boy. This church had this large display on the wall. And they had a little square name tags. And out beside all the name tags, there were two little flags. And this little seven-year-old boy named Billy was looking at that very closely. And the preacher happened to notice it. And so he walked up to the uh, little boy and he said, Billy, how are you? And he said, good. And they kept staring at the, the little plaque on the wall. And Billy said, preacher, what is this? And the preacher said, well, that's the names of... Uh, all the people who have died in the service. And they just kept staring at it, and the little boy was nervous, and he looked up at the preacher and he said, was it the 9.30 or the 10.30 service? <laughs> so, I promise I won't keep you all here too long. But I thought I'd start off with a little joke. Um, you know, we are living in a world of uncertainty. But if you think about it, have we not always had some uncertainty? This year, yes, is off the charts if we had a scale of uncertainty. But our lives are always changing, adapting, and evolving. But one thing that remains consistent is our God never changes. We're going to look at some scripture today, um, a lot of scripture, as Earl said it was a long message. Um, we're going to start over in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. And as my good buddy Rob Roberts would say, you can get out your Bible and stop just before Matthew, and it's right after Zechariah, if you need a little help trying to find it. But Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 says, I the Lord do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God remains consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And as humans, we're looking for consistency. We're also looking for security. And we've got lots to be concerned about right now. I mean, Earl's concerned. Is he going to be able to get breakfast? We may have people, we may have people who are concerned about are they going to have a job next week? Are they going to get sick? Now, one group of people ha has been real happy the last few months, and that's the people who don't like to be hugged. They like this social distance, stay back thing. Um, that, that's about the only group, though, I've, I've seen that seem to be happy. But when we turn on the news, it doesn't really inspire confidence. We can find negativity on every corner. And a million things to distract us from God. And when I hear of something going on, there's always something new somewhere. Hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? What I like to do is I like to get on the internet and go research. Is this true? One of the things I do in my job at the school, we'll always hear about, hey, there's some deal with Facebook or YouTube or the internet, and we heard that if you post, you don't have the rights to my stuff, it's all okay. 
Well, I like to go verify those things, and most of the time the things you hear about on the Internet don't exactly have the... They have a ring of truth, but they're not exactly true. Um, but I like to research that. And, you know, really, here in Kwana, a lot of us have Internet, and that's really a fire hose of information, good and bad information. And I wonder, could we use that fire hose of information to learn more about God and grow closer to Him? Another example uh, of the power of our Lord, right now, all across not only Kwana, but the United States, but around the world, we've got millions of people in prayer to God. And God has the ability to listen and focus on each and every one of our prayers, no matter how many of us are lifting up a prayer at the exact same time. And that's a trait I know my wife wishes I had the ability to do because I'll be zoned in on something on the computer and she'll be telling me something and I'll be like, what? And she'll have to repeat it. Um, you know, God's kind of like that with us. He's trying to tell us things, hey God, I'm busy. But just like Misty, He gives us the opportunity, that second chance to hear what He has to say again. Another point I want to mention is God's always in control of everything. Nothing escapes His attention. He knows exactly where each and every one of us are. He knows how many hairs are on our head, some of us more than others, and I'm in the losing hair category. Um, he knows what our needs are, and He knows exactly what's going to happen in the future. A lot of y'all know one of the things I love to do, I wish Ben was here because he would get a chuckle out of this. I love to try to figure out what the weather's going to do. I love to study it. And the science of weather has really evolved in the 40-something years I've been on this earth. You know, we like to know what the weather's going to do today and next Sunday. Um, and there's a lot of great things that are going to be coming out over the next 10 years in science to where maybe we could have an accurate close to accurate 30-day forecast. But regardless of how much science evolves, we're never going to be 100% right. Only God knows what the future holds. And this pandemic may be something that we've not experienced in our lifetimes, but we can go back and look at history and see it wasn't the first pandemic and probably won't be the last. In Scripture over in Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Folks, this is good news. God has a plan and He's working His plan out right now in each and every one of us. I'm going to change chapters on you here. This is Hebrews chapter 13, starting with verse 5. And this is the message translation because I really thought it kind of explained things. Verse 5 says, Be relaxed with what you have. Since God assured us, I'll never let you down. Never walk off and never leave you. We can boldly quote, God is there. 
ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what. Who or what can get to us? That scripture also tells us God is there as our helper. He has been the stable factor through our lives if we'll just tune into His teachings and follow His Word. And I'm going to go through a couple more scriptures here in the next few minutes, so please give me a little grace here as I rattle through some scriptures. As I mentioned in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. What the writer in Proverbs here is asking us to do is develop a trust in God. If we read a little further on down to verse 17 in chapter 22 of Proverbs, it says, Listen to the words of the wise. Apply your heart to my instruction, for it is good to keep these sayings in your heart and always ready on your lips. I am teaching you today, yes you, and I'm pointing at myself as well, so trust in the Lord. But let's look at some other examples in the Bible, such as parting the Red Sea so the people could get across, water from the rock, daily manna, And there's a bunch of other examples throughout the Bible of God proving He does what He says He's going to do. And these people had every reason to trust in the Lord because He proved Himself faithful. But as time went on, people kind of began to think that they accomplished whatever it was they were doing. It's all about me. I did this. I worked. I earned money. I accomplished this. And as time went by, God got upset with those folks. And do we kind of see maybe a comparison of what's going on in our world right now? Maybe God is a little upset with us. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 32, states, In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey, in fire by night and in a cloud by day, to search out places for you to camp, and show you the way to go. We do need to put our trust in God, the one who will safely guide us through it all. And sometimes it is hard to trust Him, yet we trust others so easily. Let me give you some examples here. What about when we get on an airplane? We kind of relax if you've been on a plane enough. We don't know who the pilot is, but we have trust that he knows how to get it off the ground and get it back down safely. What about going on a cruise? A lot of people take cruises or used to could take cruises and uh, they'd go to relax. You weren't worried who the captain of the boat was. You trusted he would get you where you want to go. How about on a bus? We relax when we get on a bus, but we don't know who the driver is. So why don't we relax and trust in the Lord knowing that he's in control? Trust is something we need to exercise regularly. It's not a new concept. It's kind of like working out. If we work out and you start working out, pretty soon it becomes a routine. I look at Misty getting up at 5 in the morning to go open a gym, and I go, why in the world would you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning? Who in their right mind would want to exercise at 5 a.m.? Or 4? Or 3? Who would want to get up that early? And then I'm reminded it wasn't that long ago Rob and I used to get up and walk. So maybe, maybe a little routine is a good thing. Um, Psalms 25, verse 3, No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced. 
but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. The first way that God teaches us to trust Him is in your resources. In Proverbs, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. God realized that you needed a tangible beginning to learn to trust Him. Nothing is as powerful as seeing a miracle happen because you trusted God. And I'm sure many of us in this room right now can think of times when God has provided for us and sometimes even in spite of us. One other scripture, Deuteronomy 4, 9, says, Watch out. Be careful never to forget what you have, what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Therefore, rehearse with yourselves and your children as the faithfulness of God in difficult times so that trust in God can develop. So God was telling the people of Israel to not forget about His message and teach it to future generations. And that's what He wants us to do. And during this time of whatever is to come, whether we're staying home or working remotely, find time to grow closer to God and listen to His words that He's trying to tell you. Use this time to be God's hands and feet Tell the great things that God has done and continues to do for all of His believers. Another scripture I found was Isaiah 55, verse 8. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. But how do we practice this trust in God? We must acknowledge Him at all times in everything we do. The Bible says, in all your ways acknowledge Him. You are in charge of your eternal destiny by the choices you make. But you are not in control of the things that happen along the way. God is. We need to know that God is working out His purpose for your life. Life's not a straight line. It's a zigzag. And sometimes, folks, it's a roller coaster. The journey is important as the destination. God knows best, and His plan is perfect. As I've told many of you, go, many of you a year ago, there was no way I'd be standing right here preaching on Sunday morning. It is not going to happen. And I remember years ago, maybe eight or ten years ago, Wayne said, you're going to be preaching one day. And I said, no way, Wayne, not going to happen. Here I am. And you know why? Because God allowed it to happen. If we acknowledge God in all our ways, we'll have an exciting life. What does that mean? It means check with God about your... Consult with God. Pray with God over your decisions. Consult with Him for His guidance and obey His direction. Even when it seems contrary to your thinking, kind of like being up here preaching. God knows the beginning from the end. Remember the things I've done in the past, for I alone am God. This is scripture out of Isaiah 46. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, 
for I do whatever I wish. And that's God speaking, and He does what He wants to do. Once again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. God directs our paths through these difficulties. And these difficulties are the resistance that creates character. It creates strength. God speaks to us through His Word, and the Word is our map. And God will never speak in contradiction to His Word, and God never violates His Word. Everything needs to be in alignment with His Word. If it goes against the Word, then it's not from God. Psalms 119 says, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We sang that song here recently. But our first step in hearing God is knowing His Word. Put it in your heart. Read it daily. Memorize it. Misty had a Bible streak of how many days? 200 and something days. That's a lot of days to get every day reading the Word. And I challenge all of you, make that Bible streak every day, read a little Scripture. That's something that I'm working on trying to do, and I encourage you to. Um, but these maps, i got to get some technology in here. Smartphones are great. Earl even has a smartphone now. And these smartphones are cool. We can call anybody, anywhere in the world. We just pick up the phone and make a call. And it's got this mapping software in it. And it has a GPS chip in it. And it uses technology. And it can tell us exactly where on this earth we're located. And we can ask that map where we want to go, and it will tell us how to get there. Um, but what happened before that? I, I remember a vacation one time. I forget where we were, maybe in Tennessee, maybe. And my phone map was giving me problems. And Barbara was with us, and she was in the back seat, and she pulls out this book of maps. And I said, what are you doing? And she says, this book of maps and those giant road signs that are green on the road tell you how to get where you want to go. And she had a great... Uh, moment of joy there trying to prove Mr. Technology, you know, go back and uh, learn a little bit about how, how to travel around. Well, God's Word is our spiritual map. But I'll say a map is not enough. He directs us through His Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is our guide. That's the real GPS. I call that God's plan for salvation. It's someone who calculates all the variables. God is. He calculates these variables and coordinates them with the map and gives us moment by moment in direction. Another scripture I found, John 16, verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. He speaks to you through impressions, this still small voice that you learn to listen to. That Holy Spirit is our guide. I found a Greek word, because we've got to have a fancy word in the sermon, right? It's called paraclete, in passive, in form, and it signifies call to one side. He is the one that has come alongside us on this journey. Remember my statement about relaxing on a boat a while ago, yet we don't know who the captain is? Well, when a large boat prepares to enter the harbor, let's say we're on a cruise, well, the boat doesn't just come driving right up onto the dock and park. 
a harbor master, an expert in where the rocks are, where the sandbars are, comes alongside the captain and gives him guidance on how to get that boat safely to the dock. And that's a great example of what God does with us. He doesn't take control of our lives. He simply comes alongside us to guide us. He gives us commands, but it's our option whether we will obey them. His voice, the Bible say, in the Bible it says His voice is a still, small voice. Guess what? It can be drowned out, it can be rationalized away, and it can be easily ignored. And we've got to listen and tune in and pay attention to what God is prompting us to do. Use this added time, whether we're at home or just kind of retired, summer, break, whatever you want to say. Use this added time to listen to God's voice and what He's telling you in your life. Sometimes that direction that God is telling us doesn't go in accordance with our thinking. He asks us to do something that seems so unnatural. But we have to be willing to trust and obey what He says. I don't care what your understanding or fears say about it. The promise is, He will direct your paths. Now trust and obey. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Are you willing to trust the Lord with your life? He certainly is trustworthy. He will keep you steady through all of life's trials and storms and will lead you safely into His future. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we just come to You this morning with fear and perhaps a little anxiety about the future. For we, Your children, don't know what lies ahead, but you know, but we know from Your Word that You are always going to be there, right beside us, guiding us like the rocky along this rocky road of life and to a safe harbor with You, to a life more abundant than we can possibly imagine if we'll just loosen our grip on that wheel of life and let you guide us. Father, I ask you to be with us as we go through this week. Help keep us safe, keep us healthy, and help us to learn to trust in you more and more each and every day. Father, we love you. We thank you for all the many blessings you provide us. And in your son's precious name I pray, amen.